0: John, which part that you fell asleep to is your favorite? Oh my god, what have I done?
1: Eggs,
2: Benedict, Cumberbatch.
0: Who the fuck is singing? Yeah, again,
2: I don't know why I'm defending any of this.
1: Okay, so I was right.
3: Suck it, Zach.
2: Oh, I, I will
3: fucking end you. <laughs> oh no, and this is the crazy thing about balls. Like, the more, the more bricks,
0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 67 of Middle of the Row, the podcast. This will be our first movie review of 2019, and it is a flashback to 2009, correct? Right? Yep. Terry Gilliam's The Imaginarium of Dr. Parnassus. This movie was Heath Ledger's last film. He was shooting this when he uh, unfortunately overdosed, and they had shot all of you, you talk this this movie once you see it. There's through the mirror world and the real world, and they had shot all the real world stuff, so they say. So Heath Ledger appears in those scenes, but for the all the set based the imaginarium. Stuff. the imaginarium there you go <laughs> there's there's a name for it they recast with three um different actors who are jude law johnny depp and colin farrell to play the same character who just looks different in the imaginarium which they also retro- retroactively pretty easily set up that this is something that can happen in the opening of the film with an actor who looks a lot like terry gilliam I wonder if it's its kid. I didn't bother to look that up. But this movie was picked by Lauren, so we'll let her start us off and tell us why she picked this and how she feels about it 10 years later.
1: Yeah, um, I want to start this off by apologizing to you guys. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know if I was just... No, I wasn't dumber 10 years ago, because i have definitely dumber now, but I would say, I guess maybe I was more forgiving of things back then because.
0: I gave this four. This was four stars on my letterbox before I. Yeah,
1: I it. gave it. I had rated it on IMDb. I had given it an eight out of 10. Now I'd maybe yeah. go like three. <laughs> like, I didn't. <laughs> oh. I just. I did not enjoy it. Basically, like, the Imaginarium stuff didn't look that great to me. Like, in the back of my mind, I feel like I had it built up to be similar to The Fall and visuals Mm -hmm. like there's a scene where there's a bunch of people sitting on rugs that spin around and stuff and that reminded me of the fall so i guess i just like (laughs) extrapolated that out to everything else
0: east asian imagery
1: yeah basically (laughs) but um it's like no all this all the imaginarium stuff just looks so stupid like there's a world which is a bunch of giant shoes and but like the biggest problem I have with this movie, it's like if you have to start a movie with your the female actress being like, "Pretty soon I'm gonna be legal," then you know it's about to get really uncomfortable. <laughs>
0: <laughs> legal, uh, not legal over here, but yeah, um, definitely okay, not legal over in, in England. <laughs> I, I, I'm gonna, I'll say two things to that. I still enjoy the Imaginarium stuff, and yeah, it can look a little shoddy at times, but I appreciate the design of it all and how crazy it is. And it kind of fits with just how insane the movie feels in general. Like yeah. there is no through line through this movie. Like n- people change on a dime from scene to scene about how they feel about the, uh, yeah, it's, it's very erratic. And I actually watched this over a few viewings. I, I, just giving back from a long trip. I've had jet lag. I passed out a lot while watching this movie this week. <laughs> and I rewatched a couple scenes. But I found my I think the back half I think once once Heath Ledger gets in the Imaginarium, especially the Jew law the second time and third times, I think the movie works pretty well for me, actually. But that takes a while to get to that point though. That's that's well over half the movie which yeah seems very the movie's just all over the place but i i also can't get too upset with the movie with uh, everything they had to deal with this you know losing their star actor in the middle of it and then trying to recobble it into something that still works um i don't know how much the script changed after the fact or not but yeah
1: yeah poor christopher Plummer always dealing with cast changes for dramatic reasons <laughs>
0: <laughs> well he technically brought in he didn't yeah call. he, wasn't well, I mean, there he was part time. of a cast yeah change. part of the cast change. yeah
1: no but i mean i think when it comes down to it the only things i really enjoyed about this movie were andrew garfield because he's adorable no matter what and uh, i really like tom waits as mr nick
0: mm-hmm. tom and waits is i really kind i like
1: the costumes until i really didn't when they took it to a dark place quote unquote <laughs>
0: dark pl- what they
1: went blackface
0: oh okay yes they did <laughs> it's
1: like oh no
0: i think i had a hard time grasping that like that heath ledger's character what's his name um heath tony tony tony, that's right. tony is I, I don't i don't know if it's just his charm or his accent or what but you don't vibe that tony is this the characters, I guess, are evolving in their feelings about him, yeah. but he's he's supposed to be just a pretty deplorable dude. I don't know if we're supposed to think he's not at the beginning, but he's clearly supposed to be at the end, because the devil and Dr. Parnassus are both happy to kill this dude at the end <laughs> of the movie. Yeah. But, yeah, I think that throws you off, too, is like, am I supposed to like this guy? And then you feel guilty for not liking him? I, I don't know. I did uh, But... <laughs> no, yeah. Well, no. I mean, at first, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, Ben or John? John, had you seen this movie
3: before? I have.
0: I have. Yeah, not. that's
1: one of the reasons I picked it because I assumed at least two people hadn't seen it.
0: But I think th- John was the only oh. one. Oh, ben okay. Yeah, it,
1: right?
2: I, I'd seen it. Yeah. Well, there you but go. Not one for person. Long time. <laughs> All
0: right, Ben, go as the person that's seen it, and then we'll get a fresh set of eyes on it.
2: I thought it was. I thought it was alright. Like, I, I honestly, it was one of those movies, like, when I when it was brought up on our list, I remember looking at it and being like, I've seen this before, I don't remember any of it, really. Like, I remember kind of the fantastical world of um, The Imaginarium, I remember Christopher Plummer, I remember Heath Ledger passing away, and then all the, the different actors replacing him in his roles and the rest of it, but... Like, the movie itself was just kind of like this blank slate to me. I just, I didn't remember it. And going through it this time, it was like, oh, shit, Andrew Garfield's in it, who I had totally forgotten. And he was great. Christopher Plummer's great. Who who was the devil again? Uh, Tom, Waits. Tom Waits. Tom Waits was probably the best part of the movie uh, for me. Yeah, I Tom Waits is that.
0: usually, like, the best part of every movie he's in. If <laughs> uh, Just just throwing that out there.
2: <laughs> but I just, I, it just, it didn't really... And like like you said, Zach, it's hard to fault it for, you know, all the the work they probably had to do to, to change around such a unfortunate event. Mm-hmm. But it it's really not a great movie. It's not bad, but it's just like kind of. I feel like if if we do you know another podcast episode ten years from now or whatever, and this one comes up again, I might have the same kind of.
1: Like I'm already having trouble remembering the plot now. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there really is no
0: (laughs) plot, you know, it's like he they they like find this Tony guy. There's this weird they need to get
2: souls.
0: The rule, the rules of the bet never seem to make the same. They just change them all the time. And then the Um, devil
2: or and then Mr. Nick at the end is just like, ah, you know what? We'll just totally call it. Call it even. Yeah,
1: I appreciated that. And it kind of pulls back to Heath Ledger because it reminded me so much of the Joker where it's like he doesn't care about the outcome. He cares about the game.
0: Yeah, I kind of bought that at the end because he's just like, I, ah, I just I, like fucking with this guy. Yeah, you know. I
2: did like the whole like he let her go, but it was like, you know, I'm not gonna tell you where she is. Kind yeah, of he does. Yeah, I, did I mean, like he
0: that. does kind of win. You know, he's yeah, he, yeah, yeah. I mean,
2: because it was weird because I, I at first I when the movie started, I'm like, did, did, he, did Heath Ledger's character and uh, and I'm I'm dropping her name, the but Lily, Lily Cole. Yeah, it was like, did they end up together? I just, I don't remember and then as like it starts like showing kind of how he's not such a great guy i'm like oh it's you know garfield's gonna come through and save the day and mm-hmm. he doesn't but he's still there in the end but he does kind
0: of, yeah yeah like <laughs> he,
2: yeah, yeah i was half right <laughs> yeah and i like that but yeah the blackface thing i i admit definitely was just like what the fuck um
0: i think that i think it's more palatable if once you like realize tony is just awful you know like
2: yeah and i mean it's know, like I, it's clearly supposed to be just kind of like this awkward funny thing for the audience but it was just like it i think it was much more awkward than it was humorous yeah. to me it was <laughs> just like
1: add on top like, of that we're supposed to also just like find being fat deplorable and hilarious <laughs>
2: But then they also, but it's like, and it's also like the he's he's a black kid because he's poor, and it's like I it just I yeah, it's just too too much of that, you know.
0: Again, I think that fits. It's supposed to.
1: Yeah, it's, it, it it's doesn't fit. It him, doesn't. It's yeah. supposed
0: to make us think less of Tony. But like
1: yay for Gwendolyn Christie. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, Captain Phasma or uh, uh Brian of Tarth. That's the one I go with
1: because that's a yeah. character that deserves to be talked about.
2: Aww. Phasma
1: didn't get her due, is all I'm saying.
0: Who was she? I didn't even notice her. Was she one of the? She people was that one goes of the. Through? Yeah. Okay.
1: Classy shopper number two. Okay, what she was.
2: <laughs> I remember googling. Yeah, like googling uh, or looking up on Wikipedia and just seeing that. It's like, oh man,
0: how far she's come. John, as the virgin eyes on this movie. what do you
3: think? I don't know if I do this a lot when I watch movies, but continuously throughout this movie i was comparing it to a different one um and whenever and in my one
1: specifically or multiple
3: multiple okay. and like in my in my retroactive thoughts like that continues to be kind of the case so c- during the first like fourth or third of this movie i'm like is is this lauren's payback for zach making us watch mother <laughs> or synecdoche new york <laughs> Um is this lauren's like those films um <laughs> Which I think it is. Yeah, and except I think this time I you... hurt myself. Yeah, I think I didn't. I honestly I didn't expect you to be to decrease in report on it in a second watching. You think
1: very but low I... of me? I think.
3: No, I think high of you. Why would I? <laughs> you
1: thought I liked the movie that was all about like taking advantage of a child.
3: <laughs> well, I, no, I don't. I didn't see. I didn't see that as the like message of the movie now granted what was the message of the movie (laughs) so i think reading some stuff online i and once i had that kind of as the context i it made it a little bit more interesting to watch but it seemed like it was all about gilliam's frustration with the modern hollywood landscape in the industrious sense of of the industry i guess with that he, didn't, he found so many restrictions in trying to tell the stories and trying to create the art that he wanted to. And so they describe it as autobiographical, where he is this uh, stoic storyteller who takes so seriously the nobility of his cause of being a storyteller. And he's constantly put in contradiction with other figures, other authority figures, in this case kind of personified by Mr. Nick the Devil. Played by tom waits you're saying like nah this isn't that important like it doesn't matter that much and i could probably do just as good of a job and win more people or more win people more quickly or whatever and so i that made it an interesting dynamic to try to then view the rest of the movie with that context but then if that's the metaphor is if that's the overarching metaphor where dr parnassus is kind of like this long-standing respected uh storyteller artist creator who's trying to fight for creative control and creative autonomy and constantly he's being said no you can't do that this is what sells this is what works this is what people want um who are the other characters in this like i i couldn't understand then what what does tony have to do with any of this he's Like a PA. What, what would he be his yeah what would be his parallel? Um, what is his daughter and what is the point of him losing his daughter but then seeing that she's happy in the end and then he can go back to still telling his stories but on a smaller scale that appeals to children and that he can still find satisfaction out of like I it was just after that point it kind of it made it harder to kind of digest so I thought it was interesting I think it's one of those films that for the sake of that metaphor and analogy and that a line of thought and thinking about that, those ideas and those issues. I think it's, it's fine for like a single viewing. But when I think about like Zach, you mentioned, I forget if you said it was about Synecdoche New York or a different Kaufman film where you watched it and then you went back right away and watched it immediately after eternal sunshine, eternal sunshine. There you go. Like if I were to think about a movie like that for me, that would be fight club uh, where I watch it once. And then I want to like, back and watch it again because i want to delve deeper into the metaphor and the allegory and that kind of thing but then also the characters are just so compelling and that sort of thing and i don't think this movie quite gets there um with either the characters or the plot just because it seems a little bit muddled at times but but one one viewing yeah i i would i would suggest it for at least one viewing and like lauren said like it's interesting set piece wise in terms of all the visuals and stuff like that especially inside the Imaginarium and I don't think there's there's been a movie as like crazy and expansive like that except for you guys mentioned The Fall which I love and I think I would recommend The Fall over this movie because it's a little bit easier to follow but it's it's along that line.
1: I was kind of bummed when it went to CGI because like when you first go into the Imaginarium they had just like those like Mm -hmm. those flats of trees and stuff that was way more visually appealing to me than all the cgi stuff these days at least
0: yeah the cg it it, i was amazed how good it looked sometimes like it 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 still had its style but then some of the shots looked wonky yeah there was a scene
1: i think it was jude law when he was on the ladder
0: Mm -hmm. like
1: you see the ladder like just in his hands and it looks so bad it's like how do you (laughs) get that wrong but you can make some of this (laughs) other stuff
0: i i don't know i gilliam really getting to just kind of embrace his weirdness was enjoyable to me. All the weird, like, just where he comes up with some of this stuff, I I always will find that appealing.
3: I think. Yeah, I mean, um, it's
2: it's it's clearly like really inventive. Like mm-hmm. it, it, there's there's no other movie like it for mm-hmm. sure.
3: Completely and original it,
0: idea. Yeah,
2: and I mean, I
0: might be a half baked idea, but
2: yeah, but I mean, it's. For half-baked original ideas, it's still, still a pretty, pretty okay. One, I thought. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I would love to see this. I would love to see it done better, or I would love to see what the initial, like what it really would have been, if
3: if Heath Ledger was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If
2: they didn't have to change course so quickly and all that. Oh, I yeah. feel like I don't well, think they had to
1: change that much. Yeah, I don't think
0: they did actually. But you never know what he would have done with the character. Yeah. yeah. I I feel like Jude Law and Colin Farrell both actually do pre- in pretty good job of taking Ledger's performance and just kind of running with it. Yeah, yeah they, I think I yeah, they, they feel, feel they like feel like Tony. Foreign. Yeah, where Johnny Depp feel like he's like I'm gonna be this suave motherfucker. You know, it's like it was very yeah. weird. Oh, yeah.
3: Well, it's hilarious because <laughs> I think I read somewhere that at one point he thought, I think when he like for, uh, I guess when they were doing dress rehearsal or maybe a table read um in the first imagination or whatever Heath started doing this thing and everyone was kind of like what is he doing like he's doing something different but it's familiar and i think gilliam like figured it out and just caught on it was just like he asked him straight up like are you just doing johnny depp right now <laughs> and he was like yeah kind of <laughs> and so so i think when it came time to figure out a solution for those scenes. I mean, Johnny Depp was just the first.
0: Well, Johnny Depp has list, had a history with Gilliam as well. So it was, it was. What else has he? What else has um, he done with him? Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Oh, that's and right. Yeah. I believe. I don't. I think they had tried to make the Don Quixote movie at this point, but then it like failed, and then he finally made it when it almost wasn't going to come out. But I think it is finally getting released this year uh, with Adam Driver in the Johnny Depp role. Um, I'm very excited to see that. Yeah, Johnny Depp uh, did have a history with Gilliam before this movie, so he was gonna he would be an obvious choice for him to bring somebody in to give this movie a boost as well to have the guy's star power at the time. Has what's your guy's background on Gilliam in general?
1: I think I'd only seen The Brothers Bloom grim yeah grim
3: yeah
0: um, i've not seen that monty, one. Python, monty python that's
3: but even then i haven't like everyone's seen hopefully hopefully everyone has seen the holy grail but i can't tell you yeah. i've seen like i've seen choice things from flying circus
2: i'm looking i'm looking at the films he's directed i'm surprised you and lauren because i feel like you guys sort of like time bandits have you seen
3: i've
0: seen time bandits yeah time bandits i, just, is I good. didn't know
2: that was him
0: mm-hmm Brazil is his best movie.
2: Out of out of the movies of his I've seen, I haven't. So, Holy Grail, 12 Monkeys, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, and The Brothers Grimm. Those mm-hmm. are Dr. Pronassus. Yeah. Those are the ones of his that I've seen.
0: I would highlight our men watching Brazil. That movie gets better every time I see it. It is excellent. And But he's always... I mean, this movie... All of his movies are kind of weird and out there. Like, it's not... This is not out of the out of his realm by any means how all over the place it uh, kind of feels sometimes yeah i feel like the of the movies i have seen of his he at least has a bit more structure i think this movie just need a smidge more structure and it would have because it's it's pretty it feels long even though it's not and i think it it's just because you just don't know what the fuck's going on and i don't know that that was my feeling for that first 30 45 minutes or so
1: that was my feeling for like the whole movie.
3: <laughs> Is this our first movie that someone who has chosen it has like hated it on a rewatch, <laughs> or not? I shouldn't say hated, but like. I mean, I definitely disliked
1: re-watch? Armageddon way more than my original viewing. <laughs> so it's probably just me. But I feel <laughs> like I've just yeah. gotten lauren doesn't like anything things.
3: anymore. <laughs> 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 no, but like, who chose Armageddon? Me.
0: Though? It was Lauren.
3: Oh, you did. Oh, okay, gotcha.
0: Yeah, we clarified that. We thought it was Ben. It seemed like a Ben pick, but it was not Ben.
1: <laughs> well, Ben was the one who liked it the I, most out of all.
2: Yeah. I thought I thought it was a Ben pick when we were talking about
3: it. <laughs> it was spiritually. I mean, in, the, it, in, in in defense of that pick, it gave us the "You've got <laughs> yes. space dimension" conversation, and I think that joke will that joke's gonna just it's the gift that keeps on giving. Got space dimension.
0: Garfield really kind of blew up right after this. He kind of took off in a hurry. Did
3: he he blow up right after this?
0: I mean, he did never let me go in the social network the next year. And then he was in Spider-Man. Oh, are you serious? For the life of me,
1: I can't remember what movie was the first one I'd seen him in. I don't know if it was Dr. Parnassus or if it was Boy A.
0: I feel like it was definitely this. I didn't see Boy A until later after Social Network, I don't think. Was he
3: in... Wait, what was Boy A?
0: Oh.
1: Another movie of his.
3: (laughs) It was a TV film. It's like an addiction thing. It
1: was a TV movie?
3: That's what... That's what it says.
2: Doesn't on IMDb. For me, it was Parnassus, but I totally like—I didn't remember that. So I always look back on like the moment or like the movie that kind of made me remember Garfield as uh uh, the first Amazing Spider-Man.
1: He had a very amazing Spider-Man moment in this movie when he went down under a bridge to rescue someone. (laughs) Just hanging there.
0: (laughs) Not as um not as skillful as Peter Parker though.
1: No, but it was still pretty amazing, and he had his little wings on.
2: I could make <laughs> a joke about broken necks, but I'm not going to,
3: so... Oh, you made it dark. You made right. it dark. Who had
1: a broken neck? Back. No, but, but like, no, Who's... what's the reference to? Oh. Was it to Gwen? Yeah. Oh, no, why you gotta do this? <laughs> I like to think of her as Spider-Gwen and not just decomposing in a grave somewhere. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Doesn't she get revived though at one point? I mean,
1: it's comics. Doesn't everyone get revived? I don't know if she did yeah, though. Yeah,
3: that's fair. I think I I think in the Ultimate Universe she got revived and then ended up well, being Well, I don't know if she got like, revived so much no, as so, Ultimate so was younger.
2: Ultimate was Ultimate was a younger version, but she wasn't as big a part. Uh, um the 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 one that got revived is actually in the main universe, but she's not spy- It was a
3: clone though, or something yeah, like that. Yeah, by I the thought. jackal.
2: Yeah, but that's not sp- yeah. that's not Spider Gwen. That's a different um the Spider Gwen is in a universe like where she became Spider Man uh instead of Peter Parker and he died instead of her. Essentially. Because
1: yeah. he was the yeah. lizard.
2: <laughs> yeah. Fun so
1: times. how about that
0: movie? Imaginary of a Doctor Parnassus.
1: <laughs> 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 yeah, we just talking about Spider Man some more. <laughs>
0: um, I think Lily Cole is interesting. I was about to say, what yeah.
1: has she done since then? She hasn't
0: done a lot. She no, was apparently a model. More than anything. She stepped kind of anything. out of it. Well, yeah, yeah, I think
1: that's what she started as.
0: She is very attractive in this movie. Um, for a child, no, she's probably older. But sixteen years old. Zach, I double checked. <laughs> Don't worry, you're cool, dude. Yeah, she's, <laughs> but, oh, she's a
1: year older than me. Was, or no, three months, whatever.
0: But but she, I, I wish she got to be more than just like this girl yeah. just throwing it around and couldn't wait. You know, like I'm all for she was female in Star sexual... Wars with
1: Phasma, <laughs> <laughs> party girl, lovey. That was what she played in Episode
3: Eight. What <laughs> I have no like yeah. I, I saw that I was like, who is this? Mm-hmm. Like I couldn't. What is what is the character even look no like? Idea. I couldn't even.
0: She must have be. She's probably one of the people on um, in, in the in the, the, the casino. The casino. Arm, yeah, which yeah. Is yeah. Justin Thoreau's arms or something? That's interesting. That sounds
1: familiar. I feel like maybe I spotted well, her and just yeah, forgot she, about. I'm mean, having that she same. She also kind of looks like deja vu kind of moment. Yeah. yeah.
3: But she also kind of looks like Carrie Fisher's daughter, right? Who was? Um, they look. They look similar,
2: the, but the uh, They Lord look similar was, uh, in that they have faces. No, like but their their oh eyes gosh. they have similar eyes too. Like they're yeah. eye and they're they're both they both usually have blonde hair, I think. Yeah. Um but
3: uh oh, that's a bad picture. Billy him. Lord
2: was um like one of the rebel uh re- re- not rebel, uh resistance, resistance? yeah, resistance yeah. like not commanders, but just like a
1: a tech person. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> She was on a computer at one point. I know
2: that.
3: She was a soldier. Like, I mean, I think all those people are probably soldiers in some sense. Like, everyone in the Navy is, like, a soldier that's, or whatever. So, that's yeah. a good
2: point, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we should probably go back to Parnassus. <laughs> again. No, let's keep
1: talking about movies we enjoy.
0: <laughs> I, I enjoyed her, but, like, yeah, I wish there was, she got more to do. She's yeah. severely underwritten. Uh, and then hey, Plummer is... About... Sorry, mm-hmm. go on. No, I was just no, going to say,
1: it was creepy that they then made her play her mom. Oh it's yeah, like, that her was great. Yes, her. Thank you for bringing it, that up. Yeah. It, was yeah. like, it was just another level to my creep factor being just like so skeeved <laughs> out by this what movie. They,
2: what they should have done is like, I would have been okay with her playing the character, but they should have made her look different. Like, more different than exact same like,
1: I don't know it's like does Gilliam just not understand that we would recognize someone being a mom even though they're not identical it's like just pick it... a different actress
2: I don't know I'm not sure I would have been able to put that two and two together otherwise
1: <laughs> so weird
0: yeah that was definitely weird I was like Ooh, so are we supposed up, to sure.
1: speaking <laughs> of that scene though you know how like all the world was dying around him mm-hmm. so were we supposed to take it as Parnassus was god
0: I don't know, like, he also becomes, like, a so, hobo no. on the street for years afterwards.
1: Yeah, I but I mean, it was just Parnassus versus the devil, so it yeah. would be, like, a logical step would be, like, is it God versus the devil? Because he is trying to get souls and redeem people.
2: One thing, yeah. it's more like he's trying, like, he's not God himself, but he's working, like, be in working service. towards, yeah.
0: I don't yeah. know.
3: Well, like, a prophet, but then a prophet in the sense of, I guess... How seriously Terry Gilliam takes his artistic endeavors to really make people forget about the restrictions of their imagination and just really embrace the surrealness and the possibility that can happen when you open your mind to uh, two stories like that and yeah I didn't I saw him more as like uh, of course it kind of inflated and added some spiritual background to the character but i think that was just his way of kind of using a tension between almost like a faust or a job like character going against the devil as an allegory for the tension between artists who want to tell a specific type of story in visual media and running up against so many restrictions and so many excuse me uh constrictions i guess i guess that's the same thing uh from like the industry types or like the executives or whatever um yeah i mean so i, I don't y-
0: think gilliam is a religious man by any means i don't think well, any yeah but you don't Johnny have to be religious, years, religious to tell yeah, a, religious a story yeah that's true but um i mean he goes out of his way not to be explicit about it
3: either of them being
1: well yeah he named someone mr nick <laughs> yeah
3: i mean it's well but there's also there's what's interesting is that there is like there's actually like a history though of um that name being referred to the devil too yeah, um, yeah he gives an exa- apple I, feel, I don't know i, thought I, don't I, don't know know I had what heard
1: it before but
0: i don't know and you know why why he was everyone...
1: giving an apple to a bunch of nuns at one yeah, point that's what, I, that's what i
0: just said <laughs> <laughs> um Old I Nick, just
1: like that there were always randomly flies around him.
0: His lines just make no sense half the time. It's just like, you can tell, like, Gilliam was basically like, just say whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> we'll, we'll figure it out later. <laughs> Which would, have, the whole movie feels that way sometimes. But, um,
3: I, casting Tom Waits must be, like, the best thing ever because you can just be like, hey, just be yourself. He's like, all right, I'll do it. Yeah. And you're guaranteed gold regardless. <laughs> this, um,
0: so the old man and the gun, you can rent it. On Tuesday, I highly recommend it. And it's great. Um, he's in it as one of uh, Robert Redford's old partners in crime kind of guys. And uh, he tells a story in the middle of the movie. And it's very funny and one of the best parts of the movie. But the director, uh, uh, Lowry, was like, yeah, that wasn't supposed to be in the movie. We're just kind of rolling. And he started telling this story. And we have no idea if it's true or his story <laughs> or what, but it was just too good not to leave in the movie. So um, Tom White's That's also awesome. great in the Ballad of Buster Scruggs. I was going to say last he's year. in that. Yeah, he gets his own segment too. Basically, um, he's Ooh, searching he was
1: in seven psychopaths. Sorry, mm-hmm.
0: no, I don't remember him in that. I need to rewatch that. He three. was I the guy with the, the. He was
2: he was the guy with um.
0: So you the, think the rabbit? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, the rabbit. I do remember that. He's in that. He's
1: in the book of Eli. Let's talk about all the better movies he's in.
3: Um. (laughs) Hey, real quick. Tangent. uh, Apparently, old Nick is a reference to Santa Claus. Yeah. Saint Nick. Well, yeah. Who Puritans, (laughs) like, when Puritans in the old days, like, really want to reject, like, the notion of Christmas because it was associated with, like, pagan holidays and the pagan season. So, yeah, they connected the two between Maybe Santa Terry and Maybe Terry Gilliam just really oh.
0: hates Santa Claus and hates yeah. that he's stealing children's joy um from him <laughs> in his movies.
3: Anyway, you were talking about Maybe he's thinking The Book of I'm Eli. A... <laughs> Love The Book of Eli. Book of Eli is awesome. Uh, and Tom Waits is awesome in that too. It was good is,
1: except for the opening scene.
0: Is Heath Ledger good
3: in this movie? What
1: kills a cat in the beginning? <laughs>
3: I, I thought oh, yeah. oh, I okay. thought
0: he was good. I mean
2: it's 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 also again it's I, I don't think it was his best work.
0: Mm-hmm. No. I
2: mean obvi- obviously not, but yeah. I mean I liked him more in other things like uh Ten Things I Hate About You um,
0: Dark, Dark Bag Mountain <laughs> He's great in that movie, even if you don't know, <laughs> like the movie.
1: He's not... The only thing I remember about that movie is how bad I felt for Mel- Michelle Williams' character.
0: Oh yeah, yes. yeah. I've actually See? never seen. <laughs> and aren't they supposed mean, to be a bad, bad. movie? It just
1: they, means it's well, the one thing. Were they
2: married? Ever. No, no. But weren't they married
0: too? Yes, yeah. They, were, they have Williams. a child. Yeah, married well, a child. Yeah.
1: Like I was reading trivia about this movie, and I thought it was really cool that all the actors that replaced him gave their um, profits to their Heath Ledger's that, daughter. Oh,
0: very nice. Aww. Yeah. Luckily, Michelle Williams is doing just fine for herself um
1: i'm sure but it's still a nice gesture yeah
0: very sure very true very true um okay we might have exhausted this film i think we um, did like half an hour ago <laughs> that's
3: okay um i really hope you just keep our spider-man tangent we'll, we'll, completely we'll see right. how long the episode looks
1: well yeah if you take out all our tangents there's going to be like 10 minutes of content
0: <laughs> <laughs> um so, episode. that'll do it for the imaginary of dr parnassus I think it's. I think, like John said, if you watch it once, okay. Um, I don't know if it stands up on a second viewing, but if you're gonna only get to watch one Terry and Gilliam movie, I'd say make it the Holy Grail. Brazil.
2: Oh, but you're gonna say Brazil, <laughs> and then Brazil. Tis, tis but and a then, scratch. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah.
2: Out of out of the Terry Gilliam movies I've seen, I would agree with that. <laughs> there is much rejoicing. Yeah.
1: I would say, instead of this, like, it was so sad, but I secretly got bummed when that stage, or, like, their stage came up and opened up, and I was like, it's gonna be Pennywise. Oh, God. (laughs) It wasn't.
3: (laughs) Um, (laughs) Man, we're due for a chapter two trailer soon, huh? Sure
2: hope
0: so. Uh, You guys are gonna make me watch that movie, aren't you? Um,
3: Yeah.
2: Goddamn right we are. It has so (laughs) many good people in it.
0: That's true. I, I yeah. have ho- I have hope it yeah. could be better. James than the McAvoy, first one.
2: like, and the guy from the oh, Old Spice. the first
3: one wasn't bad. And
0: Matt. the
2: guy from the Old Spice commercials. <laughs>
0: um, Bill Hader, Jessica Chastain's. What I'm more excited about.
3: Uh, Do you know what I slept on for a while, but I finally got a chance to watching with Bill Hader? Barry Barry's fucking phenomenal. I watched the
2: first episode. You should I watch it. I need to keep twins.
0: Oh yeah, that's good too. Just watch all Bill Hader-related content. That too.
3: He's so underrated. Oh
0: my gosh. Next week, we are going to begin our M. Night Shyamalan content-driven... Can
1: you want to try to say stuff. that name again? <laughs>
0: how, how do you say it?
1: How did you say Shyamalan it? Shyamalan ding-dong,
3: right? <laughs> Shyamalan.
1: Okay, it sounded weirder when you said it the first time. I thought it was time. Shyamalan,
2: yeah. M. Night Shyamalan.
3: Shyamalan.
0: No, and I know
1: that's Shalman. how you say it, but I swore you said it differently. Man, I
0: okay. still like.
2: I still couldn't do the sh- sh-
0: shalalalathon.
2: Yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> it was like I was reading it, and my brain was just like melting, like in the on the poster. Uh,
0: we're gonna do that by watch- not watching any of the movies associated with his new glass. Um, we're gonna be watching 1999, six The Sixth six sense. sense, the movie that gave him his um, big, big break. breakout role and made a bajillion dollars and got nominated for oscars and we'll see how that horror film stands up
1: i watched it last year so i know it's definitely not going to take the big dip that this one did okay good
0: <laughs> over under that ben predicted the twist in this movie. uh no i did oh he didn't okay great, great. I, yeah, no. yeah
2: if i if i tell you i, I like that would anyone tells you they could predict that they're
1: full of shit yeah but because of this movie you can predict the twist in a ton of other movies <laughs>
0: <laughs> so six cents and glass will be our next two movies and then there's much behind the scenes contention uh for our last movie of the month but uh we're not gonna put that out there yet what that's gonna be
1: let's just do the dog movie
0: the tunnel.
2: We saw the trailer, so we can already
0: talk about it.
3: Except
1: I haven't through. seen the trailer, so I'll be the fresh eyes.
3: <laughs> you mean Homeward Bound Forty Five?
1: <laughs> you haven't even seen Homeward Bound, John.
3: <gasps> I've seen. Hey, I've seen the second one. It's
1: the worst Wait, one. You, have, you haven't seen a home <laughs> or the lesser of the Homeward two. Bound? I don't. She's probably Christ like ten, this, ten of them. This
3: is the weird thing. I've seen the second one like a bajillion times. I don't think I've ever seen the first one. <laughs> That's how That's I am with sad.
1: um. What's What was that movie with Macaulay Culkin where he dies from bee stings?
0: Uh, My Girl. Oh, My Girl. Yeah, I've seen
1: the second one of that a billion times, and only the first one like once years later. never even
2: heard of it. You've
1: never heard of My Girl?
0: He's not a girl. So? (laughs) (laughs) It's a female staple of childhood. I'm surprised you haven't heard of it, though, Ben. You should you should watch it, Ben. It's good.
1: I just figured everyone had heard of it because that scene is so well known. Is Anna now Chumsky I, in the girl? I
0: know girl it's
2: gonna. I know it's gonna happen. Oh yeah,
1: it
3: is Anna. Yeah, she's Anna Chomsky, right?
2: Macaulay Culkin, Jamie Lee Curtis, Danny Aykroyd. Oh
0: Danny. wow,
3: Danny, like you know him.
2: Oh <laughs> sorry, I was looking as like no, so his character. Come on the show. buddy. No, like thing cool it says, you it No, no. So on the thing it says he plays Harry. Harry, so it was like I read the Dan and then the Why, the so
1: mm-hmm.
2: yeah, <laughs> Dan Aykroyd is Harry's Sultanfuss, I guess. <laughs> Wait, that's his last name?
0: <laughs> Sultanfuss. Speaking of other movies that have um, the whole trailer is the movie, that <laughs> Fan and Ollie movie I reviewed for the site, it's like the whole the, the trailer for that movie just is th- the whole thing yeah. you don't i definitely need to see hadn't even
1: heard of that movie until i saw yeah. your review of it
0: it's getting some stealth nominations for john c Riley and steve coogan but yeah do you it's, think they, it's about do as think paint by numbers them? as a movie like i read your get.
2: review but it, it sounded like they did what they could with it but it wasn't
0: like... yeah it's just yeah it's it's definitely it's the kind of movie people make that try to win oscars uh, but those voting bodies don't really exist anymore. Unless your movies glorify white people, apparently. Um, so, uh, yeah. Six Cents next week. And uh, until then, you can find me wherever you can find, at Zach Oldenburg. You can find us in our writings at middleofrow.com.
2: I'm Ben Grigsby. You can find me on uh, Letterboxd and Twitter at the Grigsby Bear, and you can follow all of us on Facebook at Middle of the Row.
3: Uh, I'm Jonathan Rahul. You can follow me on Twitter at Another Rahul J. Uh, you can also follow me on Letterboxd, but at the same thing. But don't do it. I forgot to change my tag, so but I've been using Letterboxd, guys. So I saw you gave. Yeah. So you gave Parnassus three stars. Yeah, again, like good for a one time, and then yep. not sure about after that.
0: It's no Aquaman. <laughs>
3: <Okay>. Um... <laughs> You can also follow us on Twitter where you'll get updates on when we post written content, such as Zach's review of Stan and Ollie and Ben's review of glass, or when we post podcast episodes. And that is at middle of row hashtag.
1: Longest sign out ever. I'm Lauren Heimbaugh. You can find me on Twitter at beware of trees, and you can find us on Tumblr at middleofrow.tumblr.com.
0: Thanks for listening. Go watch The Sixth Sense, and remember, the best seats are in the middle of the road.